All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Got a great episode for you today, a food for thought segment. Um, always likes to spark up some some debate and talks and, you know, deep thinking. <laughs> so uh, grab a cup of tea, grab energy drink and whatever you need. Uh, so uh, let's go. Welcome, Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt, and I think my intros are getting worse by the show. I don't know, but uh, I'm all by myself, so that doesn't uh, help at all. So I have nobody to uh, critique me. Um, so hey, find me on Instagram, critique my ass. You know, like to hear the uh, like to hear all the feedback. Um, but hey, uh, got a great show for you today. Uh, food for thought. Um, you know, this is an episode or a segment that we like to, or I like to take, um, you know, ideas that are out there, maybe something relevant, maybe something not relevant, um, and just talk about it and, and, uh, express my thoughts. You know, um, I think as a, as a teenager, I had friends that always proclaimed that I was very, uh, very, very outspoken. And I think that that came off that way because I didn't say much. I was a pretty shy introvert kid I still kind of am um but in the heat of a moment I would you know go from zero to 60 on either a thought or an idea or um an opinion a judgment whatever you want to call it um and it came off very outspoken but I've you know as I've gotten older I've tend to wrangle that in a little bit and uh be a little smarter with that but today and I think that leads, actually leads in, but uh, we're going to talk about balance. And uh, balance is so, so critical in pretty much everything we do. Uh, we strive for balance. We strive to have balance in life and work. And, you know, you hear about like the work-life balance. You hear about, uh, you know, balancing flavors. You hear about uh, the balance of the force and the, you know, return of the Jedi. <laughs> but balance is everywhere. It, it's, it's, filtered in through our life and we're like, well, why, why is it? Um, does it bring you happiness? Does it bring you less stress? I don't know. For some people may, you know, I, I know that in certain instances, um, at idle hands can bring me a lot more stress when I'm bored or it can make me grumpy when, you know, it's one o'clock and I haven't accomplished anything for the day, you know? So maybe, Maybe balance means something different to you, but we're going to explore what that means today in, you know, the, the, the essence of the, uh, the trifecta, uh, or whatever. And if you uh, grab something you like, then great. Um, but you know, I want to start off with, I looked up the, the definition. I always look up definition of these words and, and the things and the topics we talk about. And, and I like to get a very educated, um, idea of what it means because most of my ideas are very uneducated and very more of the life experience, which could be in a way education. But I found two and I like the second one, but the first one goes an even distribution of weight to remain upright and steady. Um, 
and this was referring to something or someone. And I kind of like that because uh, it could be very uh, metaphorical in a way to be upright and steady, meaning, you know, to be active, to be happy, to be living life, right? Could be. I don't know. But I like the second one, which was a condition in which different elements are equal of in a correct proportion. Now, I may have said that wrong, but I think you all get what I'm saying. Um, you know, different elements in the right proportion for your life. And I like that one because it's actually specific to the individual rather than specific to a broad, uh, you know, picture. And uh, there's certain times to look at the broad picture, but at this point, when, when we're thinking about balance, you know, we want to think about, uh, you know, how we're going to how we're going to balance our life, right? What, what, what are we going to do for a work-life balance? You know, how are we going to take equal amount of time off that we work? Eh, that's probably not the case um, because of how our society works. Um, are we going to make sure that, we, you know, we take a certain amount of vacations a year to make up for any type of stress that we deal with at work? Eh, maybe. I think that's a good start. Um, are we going to create maybe create a uh, environment of where you live that um, enables and enhances happiness could be you know we've talked on the show about you know uh, how I've had guests that have done this but I've also done it where we built like a gym we have a little art station uh, a little gaming station we have you know a kind of a zen place in the backyard we just have all these different areas within our house to uh, enable enable these these emotions because we life brings on emotions and we don't even know why um, and so you know that's something that is very creatable within your own environment so that could be it you know you're exposing different elements you have different people in the house um, each person can build their own space and you can you know enter twine the spaces you can change up the spaces hey i want to use your art studio go why don't you go hit the gym you know you get equal amount of um, effort out of the two but but balance is, is so key in in the aspect of food because we are we're doing a bunch of things right so uh, you know, maybe not the average person thinks about this, but this is kind of what goes through my head when maybe say I'm having uh, people over or which never happens, but I'd like to, <laughs> um, you know, we, we're, I'm, I'm balancing flavors within the menu. So, you know, my starters, my, uh, salads, entrees, dessert, it's all telling a story, you know, and it's telling a story through the flavors that are intertwined. You know, I want, my appetizer to have a specific ingredient that is also going to be just going to flow through the appetite or throw through flow through the entree and then top something that's going to top it off and enhance it with the dessert you know and uh, a good example of that what would that be you know that would be like maybe a, an appetizer would be something like um you know melon like melon balls in you know, with a little bit of balsamic vinaigrette and some grilled shrimp and, 
you know, some, some really rich cheeses. Well, that cheese is going to transfer over to the vinaigrette of your salad. And then all that vinegar is going to help cut through the fattiness of maybe your steak. And then you're going to get this ultra creamy, like uh, mousse that is going to just take that vinegar fattiness and just enhance it. Right. It's going to help coat your mouth. So you, you just had this like kind of little roller coaster of flavors go through your mouth and it creates this harmonious explosion of, of like flavor. So that's part, that's part one, right? So that's, that's setting the menu. So then we're setting the table <laughs> and setting the table. Um, you know, you're trying to be both artistic and uh, functional, and what does that mean, right? Those two words do not go together, artistic and functional. No, but they do. Um, there's a way to set a table to enhance your, uh, your, you know, enhance your conversations to uh, build ease of access to uh, obtain the food. So that's not what you're worried about, right? You're not like, oh, pass this here. Oh, let me reach around you. No, no, you, you, you set the table in, in the, the room in a certain way that allows you to engage in your guests that is thoughtful and you're not worried about like grabbing the salad that's on the other end of the table that you're talking into a walkie-talkie to, you know, get to somebody. Extreme example, I know. But, you know, it's, it's... So there's the functionality of it, right? And then you got the artistic way, which is, you know, how you're placing your, your silver, how you're placing your uh, your your plates, your bowls, your cups, what cups you're putting on the table, what you're actually putting on the table, how you're serving the food. Is it family style or is it plated dinner? I've done both and they're fun, right? Um, it's, it's all about being able to jump outside of it, understand first and foremost, what am I cooking? And then how am I going to set the table to be functional but beautiful as well? You know, you got to have your accent pieces. You got to have some floral, something color, you know, something that, that represents you and your, your meal. You know, so maybe like if you're doing a, a kind of a, a Western type steak dinner, you know, you're going to do it on a picnic table. Maybe you, you take a, day, a couple days before and you sand down that picnic table and, you know, take a torch to it and burn it so it looks nice and rustic, right? Um, or you can do it at an Italian dinner. And I, this is super cheesy, but I, I love it. I love the white and red checkers. So I'm going to filter that in. It's not going to be a tablecloth per se, but it could be a runner. It could be something the flowers sit on. It could be something that the plates sit on. So, you know, having that feel that intertwines with your meal, you know, balancing it. And then, you know, we're, we're picking our, <laughs> this is a funny one because not many people do this, but I'm picking my music. And my music is telling the story, right? My music is, is invoking emotion uh, that plays exactly right side, right next to the, the plate, right next to the decor, right next to the guest. You know, I'm, I'm playing some, something that is going to invoke emotion because you think about it, you know, you watch a movie, right? And I thought about this today and you watch a movie and, uh, 
you know, there, there comes a sad part of the movie. And in that movie, you know, what they're doing could be sad. But you take that music out of it? If you, like, like I had this thought as I was watching this. Like, let's take the music out. Would this still be sad? I don't know. It would just be someone talking on the TV. So I think music enhances your emotional connection with what you're doing. Um, so for me, and, and you know, that's why it's so important for what kind of music you play at a restaurant. That's why when you're at a restaurant, you're hearing specific type of music. They're trying to you know, invoke some emotion for that entire experience. And uh, I think these are things that get overlooked, right? These are all things about balancing. We're balancing stuff. We're, we're taking, it's like that um, old school circus act where you see, you know, the person spinning plates on like multiple, you know, sticks and walking around and making sure every plate stays spinning and they're constantly going. Is that like the balance of life right there? Is that, is that an analogy for what we do or what we're doing is we're constantly making sure our plates are spinning so they're staying on top and it looks beautiful and harmonious and only almost magical. And people from the outside are looking in being like, oh my God, that's beautiful. How, is, how are they doing that? You know what? Fuck it. I, I wanted to go a little bit deep into balance, but I, I can't not talk about what I just watched. Um, I, I just watched a pretty prolific documentary on the uh, life of Anthony Bourdain. And it's interesting because it really, I, 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 knew, the, I knew the story from the outside perspective, but I didn't really know the story, you know? Um, I always, he's, okay, back up a little bit. I'm not illiterate, but I don't like to read books. And I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, sad to say that. But I've, I've read one book from cover to cover in my lifetime, and that was uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. And, and it was just so, it's such a memorable experience. And the reason why is because for me, I could hear his voice in his writing and it was so perfect. I've always kind of compared myself, not compared, but I've related with a lot of stuff that I've seen about him. And mind you, you know, the stuff you see in, in the media and stuff, you know, who knows if that's true or if it's a facade, but um, I'm bringing this up because... I am sick and fucking tired of being out there trying to be somebody I'm not, right? And then when I'm somebody I want to be, it hurts somebody or it throws somebody off or it invokes anger in somebody. Well, why the fuck should I care about that, right? Why should I care about that? Because I can make a decision to, you know, be me or maintain this uh, 
face to help other people get through life? No. What about me? You know what I mean? Um, and I heard, a, I heard a quote where it was like, what is worse, to be someone to maintain fa- face or to be yourself and be alone? And I think this is something that um, I know I'm not the only one that feels. Uh, I live in a life that is built around a lot of people that I may not agree with. Um, and I'm challenged by that a lot. And this happens in life. And as we get older, we start to think about these things and we start to ask ourselves why. You know, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I romanticizing something that doesn't really fucking matter? But does it? Because is it bringing me happiness? You know, to me, happiness is about, and this could be, uh, I don't know, whatever. It's about being loved and embracing the people around you that choose to do that. Not that you are making do that. Not that um, you're asking to love you, but the people that are choosing to be around you and love you. That's happiness to me. Outside of that, I could give a fuck. I don't care about weightlifting. I don't care about food. I don't care about, you know, uh, my BMX bike or snowboarding or making t-shirts or whatever the fuck it is. What I care about is surrounding myself with people who care about me regardless of my opinions because I am a respectful human that is going to talk to you in a respectful way and I'm going to respect you for your opinions and all I ask is for the same back. Too many times, and a situation just happened recently where I had to take the high road. And I came out of that feeling weak. I came out of that feeling fake. And I started looking at people around me that I respected that you know, didn't want to talk about it or didn't have much to say about it or wanted to you know, leave that one alone. And, and I started judging them. And being like, why? Why wouldn't you want to talk about it? Why is that? Nobody talked about the high road. Everybody talked about the negative. So I walk away from a situation with my head held high, proud. And then I look at the response and I start questioning. So what does that say about me? Right? What does that say about my happiness? Is it an illusion? Is it like the movies? You know? I don't know. You know, I'm not like an influencer. I'm not, you know, uh, I hold no real stance in, in politics. You know, I have no loyalty to religion. I don't judge people. I try to take care of those around me in the hope that they will take care of me. But... I'm not going to try to be someone I'm not. And forever, for anybody who needs to hear this, great. Um, because this is, a, this is a forum, this is a platform for you to be you. And that's what I started this podcast in the first place for, is for me to get out these feelings that I am so afraid to talk about in real life, face to face. And why is that? Because I'm afraid to be judged? Because I'm afraid I'm going to be a failure? 
because I'm afraid I'm going to lose people that I care about? I don't know. You know, at one point in my life, I thought, and I still kind of think this, and it, but it's fading. And Anthony said this today, is the dinner table was always a great leveler, but that is now starting to fade. And that thought right there is like, it, it just it made my, it exploded my mind because I have always looked at the dinner tables like it doesn't matter what's going on in life. Doesn't matter who you're fighting with. If you're all sitting down eating, everything's going to be great. But is it? We're living in a world with a lot of hatred right now. We're living in a divided country. We're to the point where I had a conversation with my wife about where can we go? We don't know. You know? It's not like we'll be just accepted with open arms in another country, but it's not like we want to leave our country either. This is our home. We take pride in that. But we just want the best for our children and we want the best lives we can make. So, you know, in, in, this, in this picture of, of life, <laughs> because it, it, I think we, we want to, there's so much out there that is making us feel that life is so great, right? And it is. Life is what you make it. But life's not always pretty. You know, you lose things that you love. You gain things to love. Um, You get, you know, things that you love leave you. You obtain really cool things. You obtain junk. Shoot, I just cleaned out my garage last night and threw away about a quarter of it. I'm like, why do I have this? It's a picture from high school. What do I need this for? Am I going to do something with it? Is it going to be buried with me? Probably not. But then again, are the memories that you you obtain, is that what's bringing you happiness? Maybe for some people. I'm just one person in this game of life, you know? Just one person. And there was one thing that, like, really stuck out in this documentary and that I've said multiple times that life is too fucking short to sit there and dwell on on whether or not I'm, I'm hitting six days a fucking week on the platform, whether or not I'm making everybody at my job you know, respect me because I'm working all these shifts, whether or not um, I walk in and my wife is happy with me because I'm just fucking running circles trying to make all these people happy. And this is my trifecta, right? I, you know, if you go back to my last uh, Food for Thought episode, you hear me talk about the trifecta and how that's helped balance. Yeah, I think uh, if I want to romanticize it, sure. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Because there are times that it does work. But I just think... I'm coming into an age, and you might be coming into an age as well, that makes you question why. Why? 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 Why are we doing this? You know? Is it to be cool? Well, the essence of cool is to not give a fuck, right? So, hey, don't give a fuck, and you'll be cool. But that's, that's not right. You know, that's a very punkish way of looking at it. That's a very... You know, um, I'm a, you know, 
person that has full self-confidence in myself, but do you? I, I just don't know. You know, this is, it really, life is too freaking short to care about what everybody thinks around you and all this fucking balance in life and all this shit that I talk about. It's great and it helps and I hope it helps you. But I also want to show you perspectives and this is a perspective. A lot of people don't understand that word perspective. They just hear that it's something against what they're saying and they apply their own stupid analogies to it. Rather than having an adult conversation with someone that is just trying to fucking help. It's too much. We need to drop the fucking egos. We need to drop the idea that I'm better than that next person. Or this is just how I act. Well, when you're in a Uh, a partnership, when you're in a relationship, when you're on a fucking team, it doesn't matter how you act. It matters how you and that other person acts. Because once you engage in a conversation, that, at that point, you are, you know, you're acting in that conversation. You can sit there and say you're going to treat everybody the same, but does that make you any more of a better man or a better woman? I don't know. Maybe in your eyes it does. That's great. But I'm sick of fucking being normal. I'm sick of hiding. I'm sick of that word normal. What is it? Who's normal? I'm not normal. My kids aren't normal. My wife's not normal. My job's not normal. My lifestyle is not normal. Can you look in the mirror and say yours is? I don't know. It's, uh, it's... It's a heavy conversation, but maybe it's just something I needed to say. And sometimes um, releasing emotion in a somewhat thoughtful way is a good way to to walk away from it. Um, And I think, uh, you know, I had, as I was watching this documentary at the very end, like the last 15 minutes, you know, I was definitely tearing up because it it is heavy. You know, if you don't know the story, Anthony Bourdain killed himself. This, you know, heroic man, heroic may be a a bit of an extent, but, you know, this beloved chef, this person, amazing writer, this person that's traveled and was a, uh, a spokesperson for humanity and and all these amazing things he did in the light of the media, right? Because you don't know what he did outside of the media. We know some of it, but we don't know all of it. But this man that appeared to have such a beautiful life and uh, meet beautiful people and um, experience some amazing things took his own life. And I think that we, uh, as humans, need to be more open with who we are so we stop taking our lives we don't need to do that you know some might think that you know god has a plan some might think that the universe has a plan some might think that and there's no plan out there you just live your life who knows what do you think i, I don't know I don't have the answer for that, but what I do have 
is I have faith that I am going to be the person, the man that I want to be, that I'm going to step up and maybe say the unintelligent thing because that's how I feel. I'm not going to wipe away my tears to hide. I'm going to say that again. I am not going to wipe away my tears to hide. But I'm going to stand strong and let you see me cry. I hope everybody has a nice, safe 4th of July. Um, Take this for what it is. Uh, Thank you for listening. And uh, I hope something in this episode helps you out. And if you want to talk more, you know where to find me.